Welcome back to the Tapes for Everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we just want to thank everyone for um, being so participatory. Yes, and so just, just weighing in and like, and just, I mean, vast droves. It was awesome. Yeah, because if you are, uh, if, if you didn't catch last week, what we decided to do was have it be a listener directed. Yeah, a listener chosen episode. Yeah. Listener chosen episode, as in, oh, I meant listener directed, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, directing us to the next topic. Yes, exactly. You know? uh, vocabulary was not great on that, but <laughs> yeah, so uh, we went through and we decided. It was uh, very hard to choose, no, by the way. it was. It was. You got, I mean, there there wasn't a bad suggestion. <laughs> and we, were, we, were, we were back and forth, um, but we found that there was one movie, mm-hmm. specifically an 80s movie, that kept popping up. Uh, in suggestions, num- yeah. In, in suggestions numerous times. And that is 1985's The Goonies. Yes. Which I remember, and I got a little bit of a story behind that. This is the movie that I would think, at least this is how it made me and my sister feel when we first saw it. It's a movie that made you want to go and see what was in your attic. Yes. Um, like, surely there are treasures in my house right. I didn't know about. Right. Yeah. And I remember this is a part of the triumvirate. I have a, you know, I have my nightmare triumvirate, right? Yes, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> we talked about that. The T-Rex, the T-1000, and Chucky. Yeah. Um, but there's also a triumvirate of movies that I watched when I was a kid that I thought were going to be terrible. Ah, uh, yes. And they turned out to be great. Uh, one was, and we've done one already. That was Labyrinth. Yeah. Which we've done actually twice. We've done two episodes on the Labyrinth. Yes. Uh, the second one was The Goonies. Right. And the third one was Never Ending Story. Oh, man. So that's these like were one movie- of your favorite ones. Yeah, <laughs> these were movies that my mom brought home. Actually, I think there was a fourth one, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. A foursome, or quad umbrate. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you would say, four thing. Yes. Um, was Ghostbusters. Oh, gracious. Yeah. So, w- which movies I know we're going to do all these movies. Oh, of course. But... The Goonies were doing this week, right. and I remember, so four movies that I remember specifically my mom bringing home, and me looking at them being like, what the heck is this? Like, this mom, lo- come on. This looks stupid, and mom put the movie in, and I flipped out. In fact, my cousin Tara was at our house when mom brought the Goonies home, so I remember I was out somewhere, I don't, you know, I think I was with my dad or something, yeah. I don't know, and I got home. And mom said, I rented a movie for this weekend, and I was like, cool, what is it? And I walked over and looked, and it said, The Goonies. And I said, what the heck is The Goonies? <laughs> it, sa- it sounds goofy. It does. Right, and I was probably about eight years old. Yeah. Eight or nine. It, so it had been out for a few years. Yeah. And my cousin Tara went, oh my gosh, that's so good. You're going to love it. And I was like, mom, I've never even heard of The Goonies. What is The Goonies? <laughs> what is it? And mom's like, oh, it's a good, it's like a kid's movie. It's really fun. They're like, they go on an adventure and, you know, it's not a cartoon. It's like a real, it's like a movie, you know? Yeah. So it was live action. Right. Of course, my mom would have referred to it as live action. She doesn't use those it's terms. It's pe- a people movie. Yeah. It was, That's how my mom would call it. It's, 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 pe- it's not a cartoon, it's a people movie. Yeah, mom would, would have called it. It's like real life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, But my cousin was raving about it. And I said, all right, whatever. So, you know, and my sister was like, yeah, I don't know what The Goonies is either. And, you know, but my sister was more up for anything. I was more like, what is this? That sounds about right. But Sarah's like, let's just watch it. You know? <laughs> so we watch it. And, oh, I think 
We probably watched it more than once. I was blown away. It, it was my favorite movie for a while. Aww. And there was a video game, uh, Nintendo. Well, there was a video game called The Goonies, but Nintendo actually made a game called The Goonies 2. Um, and I would I rented that. Yeah. And I loved I loved this movie. It's it's so good. It's such a feel good movie. And it's just it's unique. It's really really like magical, and yeah. it really awakens that desire that. It totally, perfectly translates what kids want to do. They want to, yeah. They want to ride their bikes with their friends into an adventure. But they want to make a difference. They want right. to do good. You know, that ends, as I said, that ends yeah. up that ends up saving the day. Yes, right. And that's what the Goonies is about. And I actually didn't know what the Goonies was. Why they call it the Goonies? Honestly, until I watched the movie as an adult. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize why. Yeah, that right. the Goondocks, you know, is why yeah. they were referring to themselves as Goonies. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that when we get into the movie. So, um, and I got quite a bit of notes on it. There's a lot to talk about. So, you know, sit back and relax. Yeah, we we. This is another one that we watched separately. Like he watched yeah. it on his own, and I watched it on my own. So yes. we both have. We haven't actually discussed our takes on things. So this will be fun. Yeah, we're pressed for time. We are during the work week and we're during the school year, but. But it makes it more special when we're able to come and do this. Yeah, it does. So sit back, relax. We're about to take a trip to Astoria, Oregon. And the and, Goondocks. And the Goondocks for the Goonies. So let's give a little bit of information. We always like to do that. Uh, the Goonies was directed by Richard Donner, who, if you don't know anything else that he's done, he did Superman 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Christopher Reeve Superman. The, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so th- these are... I mean, Superman 2 is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love Superman, but Superman 2 was even better. He directed the entire Lethal Weapon film franchise. And that's just a couple. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, because not to get too much into that, but, you know, those are the things that he's really known for, at least. And those are my favorite things that he's done. It was written by Christopher Columbus. Oh, who, wow. Who we know did Home Alone. Yeah. The first two Harry Potter films. Makes sense. It has that, right. it has that sense of wonder. Yeah, he's that he's he's a master. Christopher at. Columbus he's is a just, is a master at at like kid films. Yeah, not like just kid films that are like oh it's I'm talking about kid films that have like a, a sense of real peril. Yeah, but what I talked about with the Ninja Turtles movie, yeah. a real sense of peril with a real sense of fun, right, and excitement. Well, and and, and his movies they appealed to us at ten, they appealed to us at twenty, they appealed to us at thirty, forty. Like every time you watch it and at every right. stage you're like oh. There's something for me there, right. and it's it's just so good. So, and and of course, this shouldn't be a surprise. It was produced by Steven Spielberg, right? Hello. So this is this can't go wrong. Richard Donner, Christopher Columbus, Steven Spielberg, creatively coming together, right? In in different roles, directing, writing, and producing, and this is what we get. This is what we get. We get the Goonies, uh, which was released on June seventh, nineteen eighty five. It stars, get ready. I know, really. Because I have to list this cast. It's very important. The cast makes this movie. And I I understand that the cast makes a movie, but this is such a great ensemble. Uh, Some of these these actors went on to, you know, their careers really blew up. Some of them kind of, you know, we don't hear from as much. Yeah. But in this moment in Goonies, like the planets aligned, and they were all phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, it stars Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, 
I, if I mispronounce this, I'm sorry. Jonathan Key Huai Kwan, Carrie mm-hmm. Green, Martha Plimpton, John Mat- Matuzak, Ann Ramsey, Robert Davey, and Joe Pantoliano. And I'm going to tell you who all they play, right. obviously, as we go into the plot. The cast is great. Everybody in this movie is like on the top of their game. Yes. Um, and it, it's just, yeah, th- this is just such a wonderful film. I know we've said it many times. But I, I remember uh, after we watched this movie, me and my sister, sitting on the floor in our kitchen <laughs> talking about what could possibly be in the attic. <laughs> well, we never made it up there because our mom wouldn't let us go. <laughs> Very much like Miss Walsh would, yes. didn't like her kids going up in the attic and, and his friends uh, and their friends. But um, we never made it up there because the house we were living at at the time was a rental property. Right, right, And I right. think the stuff that was up there probably belonged to the landlord. That makes sense. But still, it would have been great. <laughs> would have been great. So let's get into the actual movie. Here we go. The actual story. Opening, right? Right. We open on the iconic pirate symbol. I'm not talking about the iconic, like it. this is from the Goonies. We, right. We, we've known in, you know, ages and ages, you know, past that... the. Pirates are associated with the skull and crossbones. Yes, right? forever. So, and we see this like a, a 3D pirate symbol of a skull and crossbones against a black background. The camera zooms into the left eye of the skull, and the credits begin to appear as the camera zooms back out of the skull's eye, mm-hmm. still the left one, which is now serving as the dot on the letter I in the film's title, The Goonies. And we, ha- we hear intermittent, like, echoey background noises, something closing and shutting, and footsteps is what we find it is. It kind of sounds, you can tell it's footsteps, but you hear, like, this clanging yeah, noise. Yeah, clanging. Like, Don't quite know what's going on. And then we find out we're in a jail. A guard opens a bar door leading to a group of cells and announces that it's lunchtime. Men begin filing out, but apparently not everyone's accounted for because the guard goes into one of the cells and is trying to get someone else, apparently, to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> and the guard finds a man hanging in what appears to be a suicide with a note attached to him. The guard reads the note. It says, to whom it may concern, you schmuck. Do you really think I'd be stupid enough to kill myself? Oh, boy. This isn't a prison. It's a jail. Uh, confused, the guard looks back up at the man and finds that he's very much alive. He strikes the guard, knocking him out, and reveals that he faked his hanging by creating a noose, but also anchored his body to the cell door with this metal pipe. Yeah. So... This is Jake Fratelli, and this is played by actor, and he's played by actor Robert Davey, who uh, I I remember was the bad guy in a James Bond movie, License to Kill. Right. He's a really good actor. He's got a great voice, by the way. Remember, he sings. Yeah, his his like opera singing. Yeah. Later on, he sings. I was like, okay, man. Geez. Oh gosh, he's got a good voice, right? But he is escaping from jail. Jake Fratelli is, and outside, an RV waits, like a, a SUV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mama Fratelli, mm-hmm. played by actress Ann Ramsey. She's driving. She's looking ominous as ever because she just looks like a mean lady. <laughs> she really you know? just looks unkind. She's really intense. A crime boss mama. Yeah. Um, and the other Fratelli brother, Francis, this is Joe Pantoliano, he pours gas all around the jail building. When the cops rush out, Jake gets in the getaway car. Francis shoots the puddle of gas, and it causes the flames to erupt, creating a diversion. A police chase then ensues slash shootout. They're shooting. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like Bonnie and Clyde or something. Right. Well, that's the, what I was, you know, and it made me realize, you know, so the Fratellis are the kind of slapstick in a funny yes. family, crime family, I guess you could say. Right. But they're really sadistic. 
and they're really sinister. Like they ha- they have no issue shooting at police officers. They have no issue. We're going to find later killing people. Right. And they have no issue terrorizing children. So they're really, really bad. Oh, for sure. But they're also funny, especially uh, Francis and Jake back and forth and the mom, yeah. the way she treats them. And the way we see crime right now is it's so through a kid's lens. Yeah, it's like a Looney, it's like Looney Tunes. Yes, it's know. like something that these kids would watch on TV. And uh, and I think it's I think that's neat that we know as adults, like this is a really terrible thing, but somehow I'm enjoying, <laughs> I'm right. immensely enjoying this. Exactly. So as this police chase slash shootout between the Fratellis and the police, you know, uh, ensues throughout the town of Astoria, Oregon, in various locations, the car chase is passing within the vicinities of the group of kids that would that make up what we know as the Goonies. Yes, um, Andrea Carmichael is the first one we see. She's known as Andy, and she's played by Carrie Green. She's actually not a Goonie at this point. No, no. Andy is not a Goonie right now. She's at cheerleading practice, and she seems really peppy and real enthusiastic. We watched this opening scene in my um, in my class yeah. this morning, and uh, all my students were like, "That's probably what you dress like in, in the teenage days, isn't it, Miss Manolis?" Uh, like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, kids. Uh, the next one, so yeah, she's having cheerleading practice uh, with her awesome boombox. Right, it's great. I was like, yes. yeah, at football practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the car chase then passes by the home of Clark Devereaux, known more famously as Mouth. Mouth. And that he is played by Corey Feldman. Perfect. Yeah, and he's watching TV and getting on his dad's nerves. And, you know, the car chase moves on. Then passes on a dock Stephanie Steinbrenner. This is Steph, played by Martha Plimpton. She's doing something strange. She's dunking her head. I, I watched this several times. <laughs> try, trying to figure out what Steph is doing. She's dunk, she, she comes out of the water and she has a crab and she throws it behind her. So I don't know is what... She just- Grabbing? I mean, like, you know I, I what I mean? Like, don't know. I would love to. Is she just getting? I mean, she's just finding them, and that's maybe her method. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then we we meet Richard Wang. This is Data. So cute. Jonathan Key Huai Quan. If I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry. He's testing out an ev- an invention of his making. It's like uh, this these magnets that shoot out of his belt with yeah. like with like line attached to it, and anyway, and and of course it's it's going wrong, right? <laughs> Which we're going to see is kind of a pattern. Data's a, yeah. a little inventor kid, and you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> right, but he's he's a neat kid. We love Data. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Um, we then the, the the car chase then goes by <laughs> in a in like a pizza joint slash arcade. Yeah. Lawrence Cohen, Chunk, played by Jeff Cohen. He's hysterical. So, <laughs> I love Chunk. He is. I did not. I did one hundred percent forget how funny this kid is. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's uh he's stuffing his face with pizza and and drinking soda. Oh, police chase! Oh, you know? like, yeah, <laughs> he's just like a baby Chris Farley. Right. Like he's so funny. And then the Fratellis lose the cops. They drive in the midst of what happens to be. I think Mama Fratelli must have planned this. There happens to be on the coast of Astoria an RV race, and their RV blends into ah. the race. And they make a clean getaway. This is actually a great device. Mama's got some tricks up her sleeve. Yeah, this is a great device, uh, showing that eventually both the Fratellis and the Goonies will be intertwined. Right. Yes. Right. Is what we're saying. Yeah. And I thought that was a really neat device. Yeah. All right. We then go to the Goondocks, which we find is the neighborhood. That's why they call themselves the Goonies. Yeah. And I did a little bit of reading about the Goondocks. Okay. It was the poorer part of Astoria, the, maybe the more working class part of Astoria. Right. Okay. And the rich kids 
like Troy, who we're going to uh, meet later. Yeah, the, per- uh, the the Perkins family. Boy, they live they live on Hillside in Astoria, and they're that's I guess the wealthy, the wealthy part, part, right? Down, right. And again, the Goondocks is considered you know the the again right. I, I would say the more working middle class. And this is where we meet the final two Goonies, the Walsh brothers, yeah, Mikey and Brandon, played respectively by Sean Astin and Josh Brolin. It's Brand, right? <laughs> Brand actually seems a uh, a lot older than Mikey in this. But in fact, uh, Josh Brolin is only three years older than Sean Astin. In right. This. Let's. Can, but also, can we just talk about that? It's Josh Brolin. Yeah. Thanos. Yeah. Is <laughs> which Mike? When I when I talked about it with my coworker today, he said, "Yeah, Josh Brolin is the only one who looks like he only aged two years." Yeah. From Goonies to so, Endgame. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I should say that Josh Brolin looked older. He looked older than. He do, no. He just has a mature look to him. But he also looks. Young for his age now, he so he just has a really he is perhaps an elf. He yeah he He's just magical. he just has this he has really strong kind of young looking features. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, he has this. He, there's like an age to it. Yeah. You know, I was looking at some recent pictures of him, but Josh Brolin's great. You know. Yeah. And, I really I I love him in this. He he's neat. We'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah. I have right. things to say. He's not he's <laughs> not like what you would might think. And especially in an eighties movie, mm-hmm. an older brother would be. Yeah, he he's sh- he. When we first meet him, we think we know what he's going to be like, right? And no, nope, no, he's a sweetheart. He absolutely is. He's a great, great older brother. This is, and I love Brandon. Yeah, he's the eldest. He's good looking, athletic, and he's very, very sweet. Behind all that, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we meet him, he's working out, and that's why I think we kind of thought he oh, was going to like a meathead brother. Might yeah, like yeah. With a lot of machismo and stuff, right? Mikey is the younger brother. He's a little more physically frail. He has asthma. and But though Mikey is younger, and rather what I would consider probably an unlikely hero, he's imaginative, he's driven, he's idealistic, and he has a strong conviction about what he believes. Mm-hmm. Like, he really strongly believes in what he, you know... In, 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 in his ideals. He was already Samwise Gamgee. He really was. He was already a hobbit. And this makes him the leader of the Goonies. I and mean, yeah. he really is. And here's what's interesting. Yeah, it's a strength of heart for sure. And there's the moment. There is a moment. We're going to get to it. There is a moment when Mikey becomes the leader of the Goonies. Yep. And it, it might be. I don't know if it's. If we both know. We, we've not talked about I know, this I'm know. Tr- I'm trying to read his face as he's talking. Like, It's are, actually. Are the yeah. It might not be the same scene you think. But we'll see. Okay. You can you can insert it when when you think it comes up, okay, okay, and we'll see what happens. I'm excited, and you're 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 not necessarily wrong. It's just you, yeah, it's your interpretation. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if we're perceiving the same moment. But I think we both can agree the leader of the Goonies is Mike. Oh, for sure, he's the leader, and yeah, or, or what I call honestly, I call him the captain. Oh, the captain. Right. Uh, though very different, Mikey and Brandon are close. They both lament that they have to leave their home, mm-hmm. which we're going to find out more what that's all about. Suddenly, you know, Mikey and, and, and Brandon are talking, and then suddenly they're interrupted by all the kids that we saw at the beginning. <laughs> Almost all, not all of yeah, them. Yeah, they, they file in. They file in, and we start to find, oh, this is all, you know, they're all connected. They're all this group of friends. The first one to arrive is Mouth. He says this is their last weekend, and they should end it positively, you know, with a bang. Yeah. But they can't, because Brandon failed his driver's test. <laughs> and Mouth does not let him forget it. No, no. This is... He's... <laughs> Cor- th- this so is this funny. is one of Corey Feldman's like best roles. Yeah, you know, just snarky and funny and irreverent. You know, but yeah. he's lovable. So he's ragging, and and he seems to have. I don't want to say he's got no fear, but he has no issue ragging 
someone who's clearly older right. and bigger than he's him. He's like, listen, I'm gonna, I'm okay with what happens next because I need to say this. Right. <laughs> uh, Chunk arrives carrying on about the police chase he saw. So Chunk shows up. And we get that Chunk uh, exaggerates a whole lot about right. events. So like, oh, like the time that blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's like, no, this time it's real. Right. Via zipline, Data arrives. Wait, we can't talk. We can't not talk about the truffle shuffle. The truffle. Oh, okay. Go for it. He has. To, the, he is not allowed admittance into uh, M- Mikey's, Mikey's house. really cool gate opening experience. Well, it's yeah, because at this point it's just Mikey and Brandon and, and Mouth and Mouth. Yeah, and and of course it's Mouth that says you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Yeah, and you know Mouth is definitely the more kind of snarky, kind of rude one. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make you feel small a little bit. Right. But he makes, uh, Chunk you know, do Chunk, he lifts up his shirt and jiggles his belly. And we all know it. Like, it's one, right. it's like if you search for the Goonies for on, on GIFs, you're gonna, that's like the first thing you're going to find. Right. So, so he does do that. Yeah. I mean, he does do that. And Poor kid. <laughs> they let him in. Through the really neat contraption. Yeah, that Mikey apparently has built this contraption that opens up the gate. It takes a little, it takes a while. <laughs> it does, but it's some foreshadowing in, in what we eventually see later mm-hmm. in the movie. Which I am glad you brought that up. If anything, to bring up is definitely the contraption. But yeah, the truffle shuffle is you just got to talk about is it. a memorable part of the movie. But via zipline, data arrives, so the group is growing. Yes. You know, we see that they've been friends for a time. They all live in the same neighborhood. You know, yeah. mouth chunk, data, and yeah. I don't know how the, I don't Mikey. know how it's structured, but like some, they, there's just all really really close yeah. by, and all of them are talking about the same thing. So. Data, who lives next door to Mikey, is talking about losing his house. Mouth is talking about this being their last weekend together. Yeah. And and we already have heard Brandon and Mikey talk, talk at, about in it, length yeah. about losing the house. So it, a, a picture is starting to come clear. Right. Right? They're losing their neighborhood, the goondocks. Brandon thinks that the situation is hopeless, but Mikey assumes, excuse me, assures everyone that his dad will fix everything. Sweet baby. Like, like any sweet kid, right? You know, and we talked about that. You know. But, you know, there's... And, and, well, like with Hook and stuff. We talk oh, about yeah. The, the, the innocence of children who think their parents can fix any problem. God bless them. Which is a beautiful thing, but also we love to. Yeah, We'd love I to. We'd love to. No, but I think right. the, the thing that's so important to, to this film, but movies like this, is that it's, it's why we love movies like Hook. It's why we love The Goonies. It's why we love Sandlot. It's why we love all of them. Right. There is something to the naivete of children. Yes. And that's what, but but even though we're like, oh, they just don't know better, that's part of what makes them successful. Yeah, it's part of why it's that's so powerful. That's part of why yes. they're able to transcend the peril and the evil. Right. Because they're like, listen, I just believe in good and I don't even yeah. know, I, they don't even know why. Right. So Absolutely. I think that's such, that's, that's such a sweet thing to capture in this movie. Yeah, and Mikey is really Mikey, the, yeah, he's like the embodiment he, he of He has it. the most of it. Yeah. He has the most of that moxie than the other kids because they all have it, but Mikey has it in droves, and that's going to be important. So, uh, in walks Mrs. I, uh, excuse me, Eileen, <laughs> Irene Walsh. She is the mother of Mikey and Brandon. She arrives home and introduces them to Rosalita, played by actress Lupe Ontiveros, who we had seen her earlier. Yes, I the well, car chase. Actually, I think she's the first right. person we've seen. Is, is we see Rosalita, and she's, I didn't think about that. Rosalita is incredibly important to this story. Yes, and this is we're getting to. I think one of the messages of the Goonies, which is everyone plays a part. Yeah. Everyone plays a part. Yeah, everyone plays a part. Even if we think they don't, right? Everyone plays a part. And Absolutely. Sidebar. 
uh, when I saw Rosalita, and now granted, this is adult me watching mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh my gosh, she also played Yolanda Saldivar in Selena. Yeah, she was, which is also a '90s movie, but later. Right. Uh. Well, yeah. Uh. So I, I that blew my mind as an adult because yeah. I wouldn't have known that as a kid, but right. now I'm like, oh my gracious. So. Rosalita is hired by Irene. The, the Walsh family has hired Rosalita to help them pack because Irene has injured herself. Right. She's like her arms in a her sling. Her arms, yeah, broken yeah. or something. Rosalita doesn't speak English, but Mouth actually does speak Spanish. Yes. And but... he takes it upon himself to translate. As Mrs. Walsh is giving Rosalita tour the house and giving instructions, Mouth is purposefully botching the translation. Yes, I was like, he speaks Spanish, but he's a turd. Right. He's, it's a perfect <laughs> he's a way. He's a total turd. Yeah. And he's messing with Rosalita. My students thought that was hilarious. Right. They yeah. always separate the drugs. <laughs> I know. They were like, ha, 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 ha. So Irene eventually takes Rosalita to the supermarket. Rosalita's completely mortified with... Yeah, she's like, a- hey, Dios mio. Hearing she's everything. She's freaking yeah, right. out. She's like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> when abs- She's in an absolutely normal situation, but... Thanks to Mouth. Yeah, so... Irene leaves with Rosalita to the supermarket. Mouth begins to beg to go to the attic. He's like, let's go to the attic and see what your dad, you know, has up there. Because Mr. Walsh, his name's Irving Walsh, he has, he's a museum curator. Oh, coolest job ever. So, and and some of the artifacts he curates, he he keeps, I guess, some of the things that don't make it, some of the extra stuff, he keeps at the home. That exact that explains the statue they have probably too. Right. <laughs> and of course, so of course the kids go up into the attic and find that there are artifacts up there that were apparent rejects from an art show about the history of Astoria. So there was the uh, there was a I guess a set of artifacts mm. that all had to do with that area. Aww. And and not everything made it into the show. Right. So the rejects Mr Mr Walsh kept, Irving kept. And all of them because Brandon's flipping through a book and there's paintings and stuff, and they all are pirate-themed. Hmm. So we're getting a little we're bit more closer. of the picture, right? Among the stuff that's there, Mikey finds a peculiar and very dusty frame document, which he hands to Chunk purposefully because he knows he's going to drop it. Uh-huh. I guess M- Mikey didn't want to take it out. He's like, I'll just give it to Chunk. And he'll accidentally Chunk do will it. just do it unintentionally. <laughs> it is a map, a Spanish map written in Spanish from the year 1632. And it's it's of Astoria's coastline. Using my um, excuse me, Mike. Using Mouth's translation again. Everyone has yeah. a part to play. We're going to say this a lot in this episode. Right. Mouth is playing a part. Chunk is playing a part. Yeah, already. Right? <laughs> Even his little foibles. Right. Mouth translates the map. They're able to read the map and find that it's connected to the fabled treasure of a pirate named One-Eyed Willie, the pirate captain of the ship Inferno who stole a treasure, Mikey begins to tell the story that his dad told him. Mm-hmm. A treasure from a British king, the British king remains unnamed, who sent an armada after Willie mm-hmm. to get the treasure back. After a battle fought with the British, that they have like a, like a sea battle, Willie attempts to flee into a cave but becomes trapped. The British like bombard the cave. Yeah. The cave falls through. It traps Willie and his crew, where they stay for five to six years, booby-trapping the treasure... And creating a network of catacombs that well, would lead actually, to it. booty trapping the treasure. They said booby trapping. Yes, what fed? <laughs> right, Mikey's he mis mispronounces he, it. I, I, but him telling this story is one of the cutest things. I've yeah, ever I think heard. it's all told in one shot. I think it, it is. It, it was a great monologue. And, and then the thing, and then yeah, it, 
it was perfect. It was like a little, really kid, like right. a real kid. And it wasn't written eloquently. No. It's exactly how a kid would tell it. I remember being impressed with that, yeah, too. Yeah, and, and, and he, he lined it with booty traps. Booby traps. Yes, what's it? Anyways, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> booty traps. Right. So, immediately after that. And what it, what's at, what's great after that is that when, when you know, um, Josh Brolin's character is like, come on, like this isn't true. Dad always tells me the truth. Right, I know. Sweet baby, I just love him. Well, Chunk, then he actually doesn't break something. Chunk finds another clue, a framed newspaper article about a treasure hunter named Chester Copperpot who claimed to have the key to One-Eyed Willie. But Chester Copperpot, here's the thing, he disappeared looking for the treasure. So he went off to look for it and never came back. And that added to the allure, The the mystery, like, you know... And Mikey suddenly has an idea. With the map and with this strange doubloon he eventually finds yep. with the year 1632 on it, they can find the treasure of One-Eyed Willie and save the goondocks, their neighborhood. Brandon and the kids, of course, officially are not on board at right. first. Officially, they're like, no. Yeah, this is, no. We're not doing this. Um, the doorbell rings. The gang has to leave the attic but Mikey takes the map, and he takes that the little. Um, well, it looks it's like a little medallion. We've, yeah, it's we've, not a coin. It, it's a coin, I guess. Well, but right. Well, it's yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, at first, yeah. I, at I first, just, you're thinking, oh, it's a coin. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's kind of yeah, and it's got sixteen thirty two on it. Right. So Mikey finds it, goes sixteen sixteen thirty two, and he kind of flips it and catches it because it, it it connects to the map. Right. Well, the person at the door is Mister Perkins, the father of Troy Perkins. Who is a butt. Yeah. He serves Brandon with papers to give to Mr. Walsh to read and sign, and they leave. It's yeah, clear. is your mommy home? Like he's he's right. being really patronizing oh, no. yes. to children. He's awful. Like, he literally their son. kids. He and his son are awful. He's buying pampers for all us kids. Yeah. I was like, get them. Yeah. It's clear the papers have to do with the foreclosure of the homes. And Irving, Mr. Walsh, has to sign it. This all has to do with the tearing down of the goondocks. To build a golf course and country club. That's, of course. That's, what this of course. Is, that's what's happening. Because we need more of that. Mikey is particularly broken up because, you know, seeing the documents makes this real. Yeah. You know, this it's it's really one step closer. And everyone kind of goes back inside and, you know, it's like, all right, let's just go in. And you think kind of like, you know, Mikey's going to sit there and mope. And then around the house, so which means he went inside and then ca- looped around Brandon. I can't deal with this moment. It's so sweet. And... Mikey just runs to him and grabs him, and they they really hug. And Brand like really holds him. It's sweet. Like yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, Brandon, you are just fine, buddy. Yeah, Brandon's like, terrific. I, he when know. he needs to be big brother, he is big yeah, brother. He's great. And he's like, come on, let's go inside before you get a cold for real. And then across the street, Mister Perkins stands across the road, you know, and tells his colleague that the foreclosure is definite. So we know that things are grim right now. And the kids are downcast, right? Yeah, poor babies. But they decide to take matters into their own hands. Here's the thing. Brandon has went back to the chair. He's watching on TV Cindy Lauper sing the song Good Enough. Yeah. Which ac- enough. actually it's called the s- The name of the song is The Goonies, Goonies The yeah. Goonies are good enough. <laughs> now, yeah. th- the song was called Now, we know who Cindy Lauper oh, is. Of course. One of the great voices of the 80s. Uh, she actually didn't like this song. Which oh, is interesting because this, this is a good song, in my opinion. And like, it was, yeah, it's so cute. I mean, right. I think it's got a great melody. And I, when I hear it, I think about the Goonies. I think about the movie. I think about that sense of adventure. And he's watching the, 
Brandon while he's working out, and he's working out with with which with with what is called a chest dilator. Ah, uh, it's it's the thing with handles and a spring, and you, you oh stretch it. Oh my gosh, it. my my grandpa had that. Yeah, and I always thought it was going to kill me. Right, a chest dilator. Yes. It can it can like pinch you and hurt you really bad. It ha- that has happened to me. So, yes. Right there we go. Because <laughs> so I tried it. <laughs> Brandon is 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 sitting. And watching. He had the leg one, too. Yeah. He's working out, too, because he has mentioned that he has a date with Andy on Friday. Yeah. Brandon's already mentioned this. He has a date I with Andy. I did not catch that. How did, did I not catch that? He mentions it in passing to Mikey, uh, I believe. He says that he has a date with Andy. Mm. At any rate, Brandon is working out and watching Cindy Lauper, and and we're getting that song good enough. Excuse me. The Goonies are good enough. Which, the, actually, it, it played in the first sequence as well. The song... Does not mention the term Goonies. It's <laughs> right. called the song is called Good Enough. Yeah, it's it was written for the film, but it's called The Goonies Are Good Enough for marketing. Right. But <laughs> I just think that's like silly. Well, don't like don't name it that. <laughs> don't like re- like don't put Goonies in a song. <laughs> it's just, unless it's unless like it's a, about Goonies, a lullaby. I don't know. Don't put Goonies in a song. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I the love Goonies it. are good enough. Oh no, are they? I guess so. Cindy Lauper thinks so. No. Uh, Cindy Lauper actually did not like this song, and it wasn't until recently, actually, that she started playing it live again because the f- the demand of her fans, like, please play good enough. You yeah, know? And, and the music video is cute. I love the music video. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to watch that. That I haven't watched. It's cute. Well, while Brandon is working out, here's the thing. The kids are planning to take matters into their own hands. And, w- w- well, so the question is why? Well, the reason why is because before Irene left, Mom, she told Brandon, don't let Mikey outside because of his asthma. So mm-hmm. she's very kind of hovercopter over him a little bit yes. because of his health and his asthma and stuff, right? This is where I got some real, um, and again, this is me with my adult eyes, which we're all, you know, all us listeners, like we're, we're re-watching it and reliving it as adults. This is where I went, okay, this has some real Stranger Things vibes. Right. Meaning Stranger Things likely borrowed some was definitely influenced tropes of the 80s like this because you know we've got the we've got the younger brother who's sensitive you know a little bit different mm-hmm. we've got the older brother who's also misunderstood right you know and interestingly enough we don't see dad until the right. end we hear about dad yeah. i remember thinking is at one point i was like is he in the picture i know they keep talking about him yeah he is but definitely. we don't see him until the end and um you see him when they you're about to see the dad you're about to see irving um Briefly. That's right. Yeah, it's br- it's brief. It's brief. Yeah, well, we don't really get t- too much interaction with him like we do with mom. Right. But um. And yeah. by the way, by the way, Irving uh, Walsh is played by actor Keith Walker. So I, I, I just yeah, and because he yeah, and I because he, he was really sweet. He he really played that role well, even though he was only in it briefly. But what happens is. Uh, they know they're not going to make it out of that house with Brandon there because no. Brandon is going to keep Mikey inside. Right, he's been tasked so to keep Mikey inside. Even though Brandon actually is not an antagonistic character, he's really sweet. He's going to listen to his mom. He's going to keep Mikey inside. So they've got to foil Brandon. So they mob <laughs> him and they stretch the chest dilator around him and they and they Which t- could like, really like cause an injury. Data chunk Mikey and Mouth, they just mob him, and they, they essentially trap him. They stretch the chest dilator around the, the chair, and they, they kind of tie a knot in it, essentially, kind of like, you know. And they get on their bikes, but before they do, Mouth flattens the tires of Brandon's bike. Knowing full well he will get out, and he will come after us. Right, so they, they need to buy some time, you know, get some space between <laughs> them and Brandon. So they take off, and then we get full, you know, full volume, Cindy Lauper's song. Good enough. Good enough, yeah. And on the way to 
where they're going on the map on the because they're going to the location and you know they got the map on the so and this is wonderful. This is where and and I, I titled this on my notes the Goonies because this is yeah the Goonies are going out. <laughs> yeah, to, we're to doing do it. it. Yeah, going on the adventure. The, the Goonies have assembled and <laughs> and, nice. and and you know even though Brandon himself is a Goonie, you know yeah. So uh, anyway, so on the way there, they pass by the museum and there is. Mr. Walsh, he's, right. I think he's he's either raising a flag or bringing it down, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Mikey, you know." And, yeah, yeah. Uh, they go. Brandon does get out uh, when Irene and Rosalita get home. He's able to get out. He discovers that his bike has been sabotaged, and <laughs> his mom, like, <laughs> oh and gosh, poor Rosalita's like, what is this? What place? I think I would have tried to do if I were Brandon was go back in and plead for mom to get in a car. Right. Or even go snatch keys. He can probably drive. He just failed his test. Yeah. He, yeah. But, Brandon, parking, but, but Brandon seems like, you know, he's an upstanding kid. You know? Yeah. So, but what he does is he looks over and sees a girl on her bike next door. He takes wrestles well, the bike let's from talk her. about what kind of bike it is it's a girly bike with training was a little it's girl not a bike it's she looks like, like a trike I mean, yeah, it's not a trike, she looks like she's like I mean. seven or eight years old <laughs> and he takes the bike and he's like you know his legs are really bent this is like it's like a clown <laughs> show yeah. this is desperation at its finest so he goes off after um his yeah, he goes off after the the rest of the goonies with this girl bike right Oh, bless Jeez. him. Meanwhile, the Goonies get to the coastline, and they are able to, using that, that medallion, Yeah, there's these two little holes in the medallion. They're able to match it. It's really neat. They used, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and it, they're able to match these rocks in it, and that's how they're able to find their next location, and they go to this old restaurant that is off the coast. Meanwhile, Brandon is... <laughs> is trucking along like, on the highway. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, and we go to a convertible riding down the road. Oh it's being driven by Troy Perkins. This is son of the Mr. Perkins. He is wearing a golf visor. He's wearing a letterman's jacket. And interesting. He's your quintessential 80s. Like, yeah, like 80s. Cool. 80s. Yeah, 80s mean kid. Yeah. Mean, popular, just, rich kid. Everyone's beneath him. Right. And next to him is Andy, who's wearing his letterman sweater. And in the back, the. the um, the token third wheel is Steph, <laughs> but I God, I love her. And they, I love her more. They see, to be honest. they see Brandon, and when they stop, of course, you know Troy's making fun of him. Brandon kind of rests his arm on Troy's, on the side of Troy's car, like the on his window. The, and Andy's real sweet. She's like, "Can we offer you a ride? Can we give you a ride somewhere?" You know, and he's like, "No, I'm good." And Troy, in a shocking and almost sadistic move, it's like murdery. Yeah, he, he could have killed him. Murdery. He grabs his hand and hits the gas. Yeah, right. No, no one is impressed. Everyone is like, "Oh my god, stop!" It tears this. He he gets up to like at least I think forty forty five miles that an hour. That is incredible. Oh, that's awful. That could have killed Brandon. Yeah, it just shows you what it kind of guy he is without him flying what off kind the of, side of a hill. Right. This tears the training wheels off the girl's bike. Just you know. Probably destroys the bike oh, yeah, yeah. and eventually propels Brandon off the road and down a huge hill. And I don't, in my head, I was like, "Oh, so he's dead now? Is <laughs> Brand, this the story? Yeah. Brand is dead? Yeah, great. Br- yeah, his fate is unknown for now." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is a kid's yeah. movie." The Goonies, though, are he a- is seriously a villain. Yeah, so the Goonies approach the restaurant and they hear what sounds like gunshots. Chunk finds an RV that later on, a few moments later, 
parked nearby with bullet holes. So something is not right. Chunk is alarmed, and he's actually— Well, Chunk, because Chunk is the only one who really paid attention to the car chase. Right, he did. So when he sees the RV, he goes, oh, God. Yeah. This is, this is that. Yeah. Bullet holes. Bullet holes, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Goonies go into the restaurant because, again, this is a location that apparently is on this map. Yeah. And this is where they meet the Fratellis. Something isn't right because we know the Fratellis don't own a restaurant, but they're posing as restaurant owners. All right? Right. And we know that they're very threatening even if they are. They just got out of the clink. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and the kids don't know that they're the Fratellis, but Mama Fratelli pulls a knife on one of the kids' uh, mouth. Yep. Because he starts mouthing off. Honestly, the the most likely to get a a knife pulled on him. But the kids, they're just freaked out. They just think these must be really mean people. But they they sit down and order water. Mikey fakes having to go to the bathroom because he's got to explore the basement. Right. Right. And this is where we meet a mysterious, monstrous figure chained to a chair in a room. Mikey sees him. Yeah. And it frightens Mikey, so he runs back upstairs. Brandon had arrived by this yeah, point. Yeah, because uh, what's his name singing to him? Yeah, that's right. kind of what he walks yeah. up in on. That's, yeah, what, we, that's when we yeah, hear the voice. J- Jake's being mean to him. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. that. So he, whatever this, per- whoever this person is, being mistreated by the Fratellis. But right. Mikey runs upstairs, and we find that Brandon had arrived to the restaurant. He probably saw their bikes outside. Yeah. So Brandon's okay, a little roughed up, <laughs> but. The Fratelli's uh, Mama Fratelli runs the Goonies out. She's just like, get out of here. Get out of yeah. here, right? And because, you know, yeah, they're obviously... they're not killed. <laughs> obviously, they're up to no good. Once they get outside, Mikey asserts that the Goonies need to stay, and you know, they need to wait for the Fratelli's to leave, and continue to search for the treasure. It's their only chance to save their home, so Mikey's like, this is our time. He says that several times. Uh, it's yeah, our time. That's a theme. In like, this. like, and this is our chance. You know, we have this chance. We we have to see it through, right? Yeah. And the Fratellis do leave after they load what appears to be a long, heavy object. Yeah. In the back of their car, <laughs> looks like it could be a body, right? A little suspicious. They do leave. Before the Goonies go in, though, their their number is increased by two. Steph and Andy show up. Andy, they're worried about uh They're worried about Brand. Brandon because Andy likes Brandon. She had ditched Troy out of concern for him and followed him there. Yeah. Now, Andy, what we find out was happening was uh, Troy was kind of putting the moves on her. He was trying to look at her legs with his mirror at one point. Yeah. And, and she said, if you do that one more time, I'm going to elbow you. And she ended up, she said, I ended up hitting him. Good. And her and Steph ditched Troy. She's still wearing the Letterman's coat, though, or whatever, maybe because it's cold. Well, but that that serves a purpose later. It does. It does. (laughs) But she followed Brandon there. It's clear that she likes him. Brandon's ready to go. They go back into the restaurant. And Brandon's like, we need to get out of here. But Andy's like, oh, let them have a few minutes because she wants to be with Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, poor Steph. (laughs) But again, everybody plays their part. So Andy and Steph showing up is what what causes Brandon to kind of stall and allow the kids to. Yeah, have their, quote, have their fun. (laughs) Right. Well, Brandon and Andy, of course, start making out. The true, ki- true. Yeah, true, true. yeah. Right. Uh, the kids get spooked by something in the restaurant, uh, and they they come into the room and they catch him. They make fun of him. It's it, you yeah. know. Uh, Chunk though, at, during this point, knocks over a water bottle, a big water jug. Yes. And the spilled water doesn't just spill on the floor; it starts to run into a hole. They can hear it. Under yeah. under the, Dripping. the the basement of the restaurant, which means there's a lower level under the whole restaurant. So this is so again, 
Chunk has discovered has caused yeah his mistakes actually end up making way for like fate (laughs) exactly it's kind of cool things get more tense however when data discovers a counterfeit money printer he fifty dollar bill fifty dollar bill fifty dollar bill right right which they find of course are fake it's a counterfeit printer and then they find a newspaper article with that printer that leads them to discover that the fratellis are criminals the people that they saw you know they don't own the rest oh my gosh it's the fratellis yeah things get real though. When Chunk finds a freezer full of ice cream and a dead body. And a de- <laughs> it's a stiff. At that moment, the Fratelli, yeah, it's, and it really is kind of scary. Is, and it, that body looks scary. I know. I he, remember thinking like, that. oh, like the other day when I was watching, I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. geez. At that moment, the Fratellis get back and the Goonies put the body back in the freezer, but this inadvertently, they trap Chunk. Yes. You know, and the Goonies find a way they find out where the water was running when when Chunk spilled it. It was running in into this hole under the fireplace. Right. That leads them to the catacombs. When Chunk finally catches up to get to the fireplace, they don't let him in. They tell him to go get the police. Right. <laughs> because they, which isn't the best one. This bothered me. Yeah. The, right. Look for a few reasons. It bothered me one because you're you're giving Chunk something important to right. do. Right. It's like giving purposely. Screech. Some it's like right. let screech by the tip. So I'm not like, saying don't I, right. I'm not saying there's a zero chance of success, but there's a there's a greater chance that this is going to end badly. Right. For for we are because at this point we need to realize we are relying on chunk to make mistakes in the right, right place. So let's also expect him to make mistakes in the wrong place. Right. We so, love him. So they but tell, he's so, accident prone. So again, the Goonies have escaped through this hole under a fireplace under the restaurant. Right. So they went from the coastline to the restaurant to the entrance of the catacombs, which is under a fireplace right. in the restaurant. Very and hard to find. Chunk is unable to get in. The Fratellis get back. They, they, Chunk's unable to get in because one, at one point he says, well, I couldn't fit anyway or something. Oh, baby. But they tell him, no. <laughs> go get the police. Go get the police. As the Goonies begin exploring the catacombs, Mama Fratelli and Francis and Jake realize that someone has been has been back into the restaurant. So they're looking around. Right? Yeah. Chunk does get out of the restaurant. I'm he do- a child. He does get yeah. out of the restaurant, but is immediately captured by Jake. And this is a great moment because right. again, I this is one of those that I saw. I, was, I wasn't grown. Right. I was a, I was like a teenager when I finally fought, saw this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we've, you know, mentioned to you guys be- you guys before, we've, you know, I, I grew up Jewish. So Junk, and we're still Jewish. Yeah, we're still. But I mean, like you know, th- that was right. I didn't often see it portrayed in film. I got you. Yeah. So when I watched the movie, and Chunk is overwhelmed with fear, and Baruch Atah, yeah, he's he's singing. Oh my which Baruch Atah I means blessed. Blessed are you. Yeah, it's blessed, the beginning of a of a prayer. Blessed are you, Lord our God. Yeah, he was saying. Yeah, it was. He kind was of, like it's kind of like saying a hail Mary. Like he was his saying, final rites. Like, like this is it. And yeah, oh, and this so is where funny. we hear yeah. So basically, what happened was Chunk gets out of the restaurant and he he waves a car down, but it was Jake. Mm-hmm. It was Jake Fratelli. So and, and then and he starts singing. He starts singing like this Italian opera, and he sounds really good. And He's, Chunk's like, ah, oh, God. So Chunk gets put in the back of the car and taken back to the restaurant. So exactly what we figured would happen happened. <laughs> right. And that upset me a little bit at Brandon and Mikey that yeah. they, they just didn't let Chunk in with them. Until we realized but that it's fate yet again. It's fate yet again. This actually had to happen. His had, mistakes lead to success. Right. <laughs> That's weird. 
So the He's Goonies the chosen child. So while the Goonies assume Chunk has is has gone to get the police, he right. has it. But they, they for all they know, Chunk's going to get the police. Yeah, they explore further into the catacombs, and they find the skeletal remains of Chester Copperpot, who did indeed he perished. He perished searching for the treasure. Andy is terrified at the sight, but Mikey really isn't. He's like, hey. He's like strength is this mean, Yeah, this means we're on to the right track. They find sticks of dynamite among Copper Pot's effects, which Data takes. Of course. <laughs> Mike, Mikey then discovers one of Willie's booby traps, which nearly kills the group. They're able to survive it. And Brandon, again, everyone does their part. Yep. Brandon discovers that there's a way further into the catacombs. He finds a rock. Yeah. He pulls the rock out of the way of the tunnel, and a cloud of bats fly out. Now, this has an unintended consequence. Right. So... Brandon finds this, again, on, on one hand, Brandon finds a way further into the catacombs. Right. On the other hand, the bats fly past the Goonies, out of the entrance, uh, yeah. the, the the initial entrance uh, under, out from under the fireplace, and it causes the Fratellis to, sco- to discover that there is... There's more under here. There's more under there, yeah. right? Yes. Two steps forward, one steps back. Exactly. Yep. But it does also, actually, though, a third thing happens. They're they're about to torture Chunk. They're about to put his hand into a blender. Oh God! And, yeah, that's and, and right. The, the bats flying out actually does stop that. So is this in the midst of his confession? Yes, his which amazing is an, confession. Yeah, when he makes fake throw up they, and like basically the Fratellis want to know why are you kids here? The worst thing I ever and, done. And well, he says. He says, "Tell me the story." He goes, "What do you want to know? Everything." He goes, "Everything." He goes, "Everything." So he goes back. So Chunk doesn't. <laughs> He does so, not. He's not. He does not get what they mean. Right. One, he's terrified, so he doesn't just tell the. He, he's not. He so he's not starting with how they got into the restaurant. No, he starts. That's not even on his radar. He starts with his life. He starts like <laughs> right. everything led up to this point, and yeah. here, j- join me on this journey. Exactly. And I'm here for the journey. Now, three big things happen that are about to put that. Now, this is this is actually a really important moment when Brandon moves this rock and the bats fly out. This this triggers three very important events um, that are going to push the plot forward, okay? Uh, because after the bats fly out and the Fratellis discover that there's something uh, there's something going on right. under, you know. Meanwhile, real quick, the Goonies dis- uh, continue on and find themselves in a pool full of coins they think they found the treasure right like this because this has got to be it but they haven't found the Mm -hmm. treasure they're in they're at the bottom of the moss garden wishing well a local wishing well right yeah a a local well in astoria Mm -hmm. that people throw coins under and they're so they they realize that oh this isn't old pirate money or the old this is just our money (laughs) right (laughs) this is our coins pirate treasure (laughs) this is like american money so they're in the they're in the wishing well right but again, the three big things that happen at this point. First off, while in the wishing well, the Goonies are discovered by Troy Perkins. They're all yeah. he's he's hanging around with his buddies outside the wishing well. Right. And his friends are there too. And for a brief moment, the Goonies, with the exception of Mikey, they want out. Yeah. They've they've had enough. They're been, like, this is dangerous. Right. They beg Troy to pull them up. Data wants to come up. Uh Andy is ready to come up. So they they beg Troy to lower the bucket down with the rope and pull them out. Of course, until Mikey. This is it. Actually, this no. This is it. This is no, the moment for me. No. Oh, this is the moment for me. Yeah, that's for what me, I'm not I saying you're like, wrong. He like it's like he like took the mantle in this moment. 
He had been taking the mantle, yeah. He had been doing it, but, but like this speech was so good to me. Mikey had no issue taking the mantle as the leader of the Goonies. For me, Mikey doesn't become the leader until the Goonies recognize him, and we haven't gotten there uh, Okay, yet. okay. I, when, get, I get that. It's when the other Goonies recognize Mikey as the I leader, and we're going to do that. And, there's and some, we're going to do that. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and there's something else kind of outside of the Goonies and Mikey that happens. And, yeah, and we're gonna no, you're that right. as well. no, No, you're good. Mikey, again, though, unites the group in the wishing well, reminds them that they can't give up. And I like how he, he talked about, he said, our parents, this is their time out there. They're doing everything they can. From where they're from at. From where they're at. But we're down here. We need to do everything we and can. And we've got to do everything. Right. We, and like, and he, he put the importance of their task with their parents' task. Exactly. And I thought that was so neat. It was just right. such a cool moment. So this is important because this is where Andy and Steph officially become Goonies. Yep. Because it because she says we could one of us could get killed, Mikey. Somebody could get killed, and Mikey yeah. said, "Never say that. Goonies never say die." And she said, "I don't want to be a Goonie. Mm-hmm. I want to go home." But Mikey's, you know, he he gives his he gives his rousing speech, right. and all we see is Troy pulls the bucket up, and they're cackling and right, heckling. and and it's his it's his sweater <laughs> that he gave Andy, and he screams, "Andy, you Goonie." And also, he screams it real, like, meh. Like, he becomes really ridiculous in that moment. But there's a deleted scene here. Is there? Where Andy actually gives the the Goonies oath. Wow. There's a Goonies oath that they took the scene out. Oh, I'm so sad. But but Mikey has Annie give the Goonies oath. So her and Steph both become Goonies in this this moment. Andy, you He's so he, I know he's such a little he's baby. Just a paint. Here's the go- here's the Goonies oath: I will never betray my Goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Hmm. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick like tar. In the city or country or the forest or the boonies, I am proudly declared one of the Goonies. That's that's I love that's it. just cool, nice yeah. nice nuclear nice uh, nuclear war nice uh like I, th- I love how that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that ended up being a deleted Nuclear scene. Nuclear war. So that's the one. That's impo- so sweet. So the one important thing that happens is the group reaffirms their their um that they reaffirm their mission to yeah. keep going. Mikey, of course, again shows his mantle. Yeah, shows that he has the mantle of leadership. Andy and Steph become Goonies officially, and that's that's the first thing. And they they go on. Of course, they don't leave. Yeah, they keep they keep. They going. could have left. They don't they give don't. up and they stick together. The second thing is after interrogating Chunk. The Fratellis discover the medallion on him. He ah, had the medallion. Yep. And this is where Jake says, hey, that's a doubloon. That's actually a really old thing. And Chunk's like, yeah, hey, see, I told you. See, we had, it says thing, Chunk's got a big mouth. So yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, see, I told you there's buried treasure. Oh, gracious. So this realized that maybe there's something to this. The Fratellis realize the treasure may indeed be real, so they enter the catacombs. Yep. Mama Fratelli, Jake, and Francis through the fireplace in order to seize the treasure for themselves. That's the second big thing. The third big thing is before they leave, they take Chunk into where Sloth. Yeah. Who is the name of the third Fratelli brother, the monstrous, mysterious figure. Yeah. Has now been revealed to be Sloth. Oh, poor Sloth. Chunk is chained up in there with him. And Chunk and Sloth become fast friends when Chunk shares... A baby, baby Ruth, Ruth. <laughs> Chunk's not afraid. I mean, Chunk at first is kind of scared, but he's also kind of like, "Listen, I feel like we might have a right a thing in common here." And Sloth is sweet, and because he's just actually before before yeah. all this, 
Remember, Chunk tried to slide him food. Yeah, uh, Mikey did. Oh, that was Mikey, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm Mike, sorry. But yeah. still, but like, there was somehow a sense to these kids. That he's it, strange, but he's not, he might not be bad. So he's, he's facially deformed, yes. but, but he is... He is just a big teddy bear. He's, he's just a big, he's a big like infant. Yeah, he's sweet, you know. And Chunk Precious. and him make fast friends. They're able to free each other, mm-hmm. and then Sloth and Chunk set off into the catacombs. I love it. So we have the Goonies that have went on. See, and there's be- the fate. And the behind fate them, behind them are the Fratellis. Yeah, wanting the treasure, and then behind the Fratellis is Sloth and Chunk. And Sloth, <laughs> obviously, we've seen is mistreated by his family. Right. So. He has found someone who cares about him. Yeah, which it's is, fair to assume that he will he will cleave to Chunk and probably not yeah. be so excited to see the rest of the Fratellis. Yeah, and it's important to add before, you know, and we're approaching the climax of the film here, but it's important to add, as the Goonies continue to explore the catacombs, yes. uh, Mikey has a coming-of-age moment. When Andy, <laughs> yes. Andy, she thinks he's Brandon in the dark, she grabs him and just, like, lays one on him. They kiss for, like, a while. No, no. <laughs> Stephanie sees it. She like holds the light up and laughs. She never even tells Andy that she had just kissed Mikey. Nope. And Mikey's like, Ugh. he's like, well, I am done. She's like, come I'm on. finished for today. She's like, come on, lover boy. Yeah, I love Steph. Yeah, Steph. Steph seeing that Steph is warming up to the group. You yeah, know? I, I like her a lot. Uh, particularly, she didn't like mouth. Her and mouth are at each other a lot of this. Well, movie. yeah, I'd be at mouth. Right. Like- <laughs> but Steph is starting to warm up to the rest of the group. Now, remember, the Fratellis are tracking the Goonies. Well. They finally do catch up with them. Brandon discovers like that the Fratellis have, have came. And a chase through the catacombs ensues, which dead ends at this piano made of bones. Yes. So cool. And they're, and, all, and they're all grossed out by it at first. They're right. all really and again, grossed out. Everybody plays their part. And if there's anyone that has knowledge of piano, that would be that that's gonna be their saving grace. And it just so happens that there is a person yes. in their midst. It's Andy. Andy took piano lessons when she was four. Yep. <laughs> Andy, who has knowledge of playing piano, saves the Goonies by playing the right keys to open th- this door. And the Goonies go through it, and then they fall down a water slide and end up in this massive, like, um, lagoon, which is in a, a big cavern. Yes, right. And then they see it, the Inferno. They have found it's one-eyed... It's a cool moment. They found one-eyed Willie's ship. And they get into the ship, of course. And what do they realize, right? The first thing they're looking for is... Where's the gold? Where's the gold? Where's the and, and, and they realize that it is it's nowhere that they can find. So the group and I it, thank God this is only short lived, but they, yeah. they 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 turn on Mikey. All of them do. Where's yeah. the gold? Even Steph. Where's the gold, Mikey? I know, Steph. You just got here. Chill right. out. The ensuing chaos reveals a secret door, which Mikey enters of alone. Of course. The room contains a hoard of treasure, and in its midst, the skeletal remains. Of One-Eyed Willie and he's his crew. He's got patch on his eye. We know yeah, who it is. He's got this big, like, leathery patch. He's yeah, got pearls it's got per- on it. Yeah, I was like, that's really interesting. Re- yeah, he looks really cool, One-Eyed Willie. Mikey then has a conversation with One-Eyed Willie. It's really sweet. Looks under his patch, you know, he's kind of like, and he's treating One-Eyed Willie like he's, like he may come alive at any moment. It's yeah. really cool. But in that, but in that, a kid, like, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't know, like anything's possible. Yeah, you know? and he says, you've been expecting me. And it's almost like even though One-Eye Willie is this dead skeleton, there is it seems that there is this life to him. Yeah. He's like staring at it's Mikey. It's because Mikey gives it life. Right, absolutely. Mikey's imagination it's, and belief gives it life. Yeah, it's the most, in my opinion, like the most magical moment of the film. Absolutely. And it's a well-deserved moment for Mikey, who against all odds... Even sometimes dealing with the doubts of the Goonies has his faith. Yeah, has his faith rewarded. 
And Mikey begins to get emotionally. You see tears in his eyes as he calls One-Eyed Willie the first Goonie. This is the moment. Okay, I see. see. Mikey turns to see the rest of the Goonies. They're almost ceremoniously standing. Yeah, they're kind of almost like somber, like reverent. with, With candles lit. They had for some time been silently watching Mike converse with Willie. They don't break their silence until Mikey speaks to them yeah. as if Mikey is their captain. They are his crew. They have now come to respect him fully as their leader. Mm. And it's as if and, and, and I feel like that's the moment. Mikey has I be, can get with Mikey that. has been grabbing the mantle from, from the fir, but from day one. Yeah. From the first moment. But it seems now the crew They recognize they're him. allowing Mikey essentially and, and it seems like they're watching one eyed Willie kind of pass the mantle. Like he takes the helm. Because yeah. he got it. My, he, Mikey got there. And the whole reason they got there, make no mistake, is because of Mikey. Everybody played their part, but the one who kept them together Yet again, was Mikey. Samwise Gamgee. It's the believer. You yes. have to believe. You can be, you can have all the ability in the world. Yeah, you can go and do the thing, but if you don't believe in it. If you don't believe yeah. in what you're doing, you're not going to make it. No. Right? No. And belief they, has to carry. Your ability won't carry right. you. Your belief will carry and you. And now they all believe because he says, how long have you guys been standing there? And, I love that. And Brandon is looking at Mikey almost like he's looking up to him. He goes, long enough, Mikey. I can't. Right? I cannot. That was, right. I don't know, something about, I think what's so cool though is because Brandon, he's a lot older. Right. And he had no problem being like, dude, yeah. you're it yes. right now. Like, it's you, buddy. So this is like, I, so yeah. beautiful. Love so, it. They begin to take as much of the treasure they can carry. Mike, yeah, like, what are you what are you waiting for? Put right, it in your pockets. Right. Like, let's go. Mikey, who had brought a bag of marbles with him, empties his marble bag and fills it with jewels. Important. Very important. They take all they can, save some gold coins which are hanging on these balancing trays. For some reason, Mikey's like, No, let's leave that for Willie. Right? Almost like an offering or Yeah, or, or yeah. It's just, just like a we we respect that you've allowed us to find this place and what well, right. and that's the thing. Other people have tried. Yeah, and for some reason, fate or wh- whatever has allowed these kids to right. discover it. Well, their moment, their momentous, this momentous occasion is interrupted by the Fratellis, and it's grim. The Fratellis have guns. They relieve the Goonies of the treasure they had taken. They threaten their lives until Chunk and Sloth save the day, like in in pirate, you know, <laughs> yes. swashbuckling, swashbuckling, style. yes. And with Sloth and Chunk's help, they foil the Fratellis. Hey. Yep. And remember, <laughs> everyone plays their part. Yep. Using the dynamite from Chester Copperpot, Data is able to, um, which Data supplied, they are able to blow a hole in the cave, which causes eventually the entire cave to collapse, but gives them a way out. You're right. Meanwhile, the Fratellis let the Goonies go because they yeah. find the treasure. Thank you, Willie. Ugh. Thank you. Remember? Yes. Ugh. But of course, the Fratellis foolishly grab what Mikey felt he needed to leave. For Willie. For Willie. She takes it off the balance, which activates one of his booby traps. Yes. The anchor. And causes the Inferno to lift its anchor and set sail. The Fratellis escape without taking any treasure. Um, Sloth is able to help the Goonies escape at the risk of his own life, you know, because the cave's coming down. Yeah. Sloth's holding it up, and Chunk's like, he's like, just go, just go. And Chunk's like, I love you. I, love, I mean, he's saying <laughs> I love sweet. you. It's sweet. It's precious. Right? And I love that, you know? I know. So Sloth, and the reason why Sloth's staying is he goes back to retrieve, even though they're terrible. He No, he's he's good. He's, he's truly he's good. He's truly, the purest form of good in this movie is Sloth. Yeah, absolutely. He actually he's is. very innocent yeah, and childlike. The, the, the most purest form of good is embodied in Sloth. He goes back and he saves his mother yeah, and, and he, his brothers. Yeah, and he's received so much ill treatment. Yeah. 
and he still does the he heroic does. thing, sweet thing. The Goonies leave the cave and are greeted by their parents and the. Oh, I love when they're all their yeah. parents greet. Them. And the authorities, the Fratellis, are brought out by with Sloth and they're arrested. You know, Sloth's yeah. not. You know, the, the, in fact, the Goonies fiercely defend. Oh him. yeah, they're like, no, not yeah, him. Right. The Goonies now safe share moments with each other. They become true friends. Uh, Andy tells Mikey, you know, you know, don't worry. You She's know, like if you, she was like, listen, you keep you kissing know, girls like you yeah, keep yeah, kissing yeah. girls like that. The rest of you will catch up. I was like, right. <laughs> um, uh, Steph and Mouth yeah. like have this moment where they they really you know they're like, like hey, we're buds. Yeah, well, in fact, Mouth says she's pretty. You know, yeah. so who knows? He's, when, was it when you're when you're when your right. mouth doesn't get in the way or something like that. Uh, I love the part with Data I and his dad. Yeah, the, I, you know the dad stuff gets to me. Yeah, right? yeah. His dad picks him up and says, you're my greatest invention. Well, because he tries to do this camera thing, and it fails. Right, it fails. The, and he's like, so, it's okay, Dad. Yeah, it's okay. And he goes, you're my greatest invention. And I cried. Yeah. Like, I just, I wept. But It's too sweet. The toughest part to make it through, I think, without crying, is when Chunk approaches Sloth. God, who's watching? He's watching his family be taken away, and he goes, Sloth, you're going to live with me now. This is why you're going to live with me. I'm going to take care of you. Because I, I love you. Because I love you. Crap. It's making me emotional right. right now. No. Yeah. And he says, I love you too. It's sweet. What I just don't see enough of that yeah, in movies. He's like, oh, uh, like yeah, he's so moved. Relieved. And uh, what's wrong with just what's saying that? What's great is that he didn't ask his mom. Like, yeah, why can't we just <laughs> have moments like that in movies where we say, I want to do this because I love you? Yeah. Like, it's so sweet. One final villain arrives, though. Wait, did we talk about Mikey's moment with his dad, though? Because that's pretty sweet. Um,. No, he's like, I'm sorry. I tried. Like, oh yeah, he's, you know, I'm so sorry, Dad. He's like, I, I'm the richest man in Astoria. Because that's that. I've got well, you. No, well, that was happening after this. Oh, okay. Because one back. final villain arrives. Oh, okay. Mister Perkins with his snotty son his Troy in tow, ready for Irving to sign the papers necessary <sighs> to tear down his house and all the others in the Goondocks. As Irving begins to though, Rosa uh, Rosalita, who had who was holding Mikey's like. Things, stuff, yeah. Uh, you know, because he was like had a blanket and stuff, you know, and they, you know, he was, you know, he was having the the, the quintessential, you know, the, the iconic. Anytime somebody has been through something in a film, they get covered with a blanket. They get blankets and cups, and stuff. right? Yeah. So <laughs> Mikey is, um, he doesn't have his stuff. I think it was his jacket or something. Is yeah, she, his jacket. Yeah, jacket. and she pulls out the bag of marbles and she looks in them, <laughs> and she starts to like pray in Spanish. Yeah, and and she starts to yell at Mister Irving. No sign. And yeah. Mouth says, again, everybody does their part. Yep. Rosalita's doing her part. Yep. Even Rosalita. Huge, huge so, part. Can I give props to Rosalita? Yes. This lady, and it, it just hit me, she has only spent moments with this family, and she she's has- like, like 24 hours. She has picked <laughs> up on what they're going through. She's, she's like, wait a minute. Don't do this. You have it here. Yeah, the very reason she was hired so, was to get the house ready to Rosalita- help save the day i mean rose everybody does their part so rosalita she could have just been like what the heck is this she but like, this she, is not y'all are weird this is not my but thing. she goes oh my gosh no you don't have to do this and she's literally saying don't sign which means in the short amount of time she's been with this family she's one obviously she knows they're good people and mm-hmm. two she's recognizing that what the perkins are doing is terrible right so she shows again that even though mouth tried to screw things up right she she speaks well, over it's 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 it transcends language what she can feel them going through, and that's a really beautiful. Thing. I think that we first see Rosalita as this. Um, she's like she doesn't understand her surroundings, and because she doesn't speak English, she just yeah. No, she obviously was very intuitive. Yeah, the the film actually 
is like, hey, wait a minute. Like her intelligence is is pretty high up there. Yeah, she, she knows obvi- exactly what's going. She on. She obviously knows what's going on. It's neat. It's kind. It's kind of like the film. I don't want to say it chastises us, but it reminds us. Excuse that, me. Right. She's not. She she knows. Right. She's she not. Yeah. Right. She's up not there. just this old lady who's just kind of bumbling and right. Just like, oh, and I don't know what I'm doing. She doesn't speak English. She doesn't know what's going on. Right. She knows the heart of what's going she on. She understood. Actually. So she she's. So I I yeah. loved that. And mouth is like, like okay, cool. no pen, no sign, you know. And she pours into Irene's hand these gleaming, perfectly cut jewels. Yes. And Mikey goes, oh, my gosh, Dad, that's right. My I, marble bag, yeah. I, I emptied the marbles and put the jewels in. And Irving rips the paper up. Yeah, I'm says not signing it now. Ever, not you know. ever. It throws up in the air. <laughs> With lots up. more paper than he ripped up, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, you lots see, more yeah, you paper see other paper. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, there's also a bag of confetti, but it's fine. So we'll take it. the goondocks are saved, right? Suddenly, issuing forth from the cave <laughs> is the inferno. And this is where the... The cop is like, oh, Chunk, you know. Because if you remember earlier, and we left this out, sorry, we can't. We, we try to catch everything, but Chunk does try to call, after uh, Sloth frees right. Chunk and the Fratellis are gone, Yeah, Chunk tries to call the cops and the, the sheriff or the guy doesn't believe him. Probably because like, oh, he calls like every other Chunk, week. Right. Yeah. But he's there and he's like, ah, oh, Chunk, wait. And then he looks up and goes, holy Mary, mother Through of God. God. <laughs> Look at that. That, that line. Yeah. Holy Mary. Mary, mother of God. Yeah. It's the Inferno. Yeah. Issuing forth from the cave, it sails out to sea on its own as the Goonies and everyone else watch and wonder. The Goonies, which now includes Sloth, he is a Goonie. Yep. Aww. Give a battle cry in victory. And Cindy Lauper serenades us out with the Goonies are good enough. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love good. it. It's a good movie. We love the Goonies. I know. Everyone that passed by my room said, are you watching the Goonies? Like everyone, like it was bringing our co-workers. other teachers, yeah. yes, other te- other adults who were like, "Wait a minute, is that the Goonies?" And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Yes, come in, come into the yeah, fold." It's like, yeah, it's like you know. So it's been like the topic of our uh, classroom today. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, and again, if there's any movie that that just uh, it, it has the impact on me, kind of like Hook does as well. Just yeah. the idea of like, hey, don't you know, you're going to get older. You can't stop that, but you don't have to grow up. You can still keep a sense of adventure, and you can still. And keep that 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 youthful hope. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, I said naivete earlier, and, and, and that's never, true. But it's right. hope, really. And to never underestimate how important your role is, and how important the, the the big things, of course, but how important the little things are. Yeah, like how important the little things are, and and just how important people in general are. Good people. Yeah, you know, how important good people are. You but know? also, I not mean, perfect people. Like I look at a guy like Mouth, or we look at something. They they they, they all had their quirks and their issues, but yeah. they, they were good. You know, and, and, and just, you know, don't underestimate people. The same with Rosalita. I know, think that was the that. big takeaway for me was that don't, never assume that no, like that not everyone has a part in your story. Yeah. Um, or, or, Every, that, or, not, or not even that. Don't even call it your story. It's just the story. The, we the all story. play a part in the story of life. And somebody who sits in the corner who never says a word to right. you might just be the key to because something unlocking for the Goonies you. weren't that's the, really yeah, cool. Because the Goonies weren't the only people living in the Goondocks. Right. They aff- their actions affected everything. Right. It, it, it so told the people who said we can because we have money, we mm. can do what we want. Right. Told them no, you can't. Told the people who were getting their homes tearing down. You know what? Even the smallest person can affect the course of the future. Right. That's it. <laughs> Sam, of course. Sam Wise. He was meant. He was right. destined. So yeah, great movie, and uh, we all, you know. It's just 
you got to be a Goonie at heart. It's That's true. what you got to be, right? Goonies never say die. Yeah. It's good. So, um, well. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> I always hate wrapping it up. I but know. I ha- hear our kids outside yeah. uh, wreaking havoc in our yeah. living room, so that's going to be exciting. We have been going for over an hour, so I want to respect you guys' time, our listeners, as much as we yes. we love you all. And thank you, by the way. Thank we you for- hope, hope we've delivered yeah. something that you guys are going to be happy with, and yeah. it's so fun to relive this stuff with you guys. Thank you for- Everything that you guys do for us as far as just being there and being a part of the Chatting conversation. Yeah. Why don't you tell them where people can find us and then we can wrap this thing up. All so. righty. Uh, if you're on Instagram, that's where we spend most of our time, where we connect most and post most. Uh, we are at The Tape Store. We're also on TikTok by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're The Tape Store Pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd certainly love to hear from you. The Tape Store Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And, of course, remember, never say that. Never say die. Goonies never say die. No, we don't. So important. Never give up, right? Never give up. Never surrender. Okay. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> no. All right, guys. Well, it's 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 really been a blast. Uh, we look forward to the next time we, we, we turn the reins over to you guys yep. and you guys pick something else for us to talk about. Um, and next week, we're entering Star Wars month. Yes, and very excited. Very excited about what we're going to do in May. We've already hinted. I've hinted at it a little bit in our story, so okay. some of you may have seen that and know what's coming. Okay, but well, we will announce it eventually I'm next. Really week. excited, yeah, really excited, <laughs> and we're excited because we're going to have Jeff back. Yes, um, Jeff will be with us most of the month. I- I'm hoping all the month? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping yeah. the schedule will allow it. But uh, yeah, so Jeff is definitely going to be it. with us for for part of it. Definitely yeah, for sure. Part but we're of just it. excited to have Jeff come back, and we're excited to have you there with us. And we'll see you there next week with more great 80s and 90s nostalgia at the Tape Store Podcast. And this has been The Goonies, 1985. Great movie. And thanks for coming on the journey with us. And we will see you next time. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Bye, everyone. Take care.